Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. <laughs> Good afternoon. We're putting this out today. Yep. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to Happy the Supercast. Tuesday. Yeah. Or Wednesday morning. Or Otherwise Wednesday you're morning. Listening to this Wednesday morning. <laughs> well, good morning, afternoon, evening. Welcome to the Supercast. I'm Leah Hensley. And I'm Jacob Bosecker. I hope everybody is kind of winding down and enjoying themselves a little bit right now. Yeah. Yeah. We are officially entering the end of the season. Um, before we get into our episode, this one is brought to you, of course, as always, by our main sponsor, Vanga CBD. The only endurance, the only CBD out there made by endurance athletes and for endurance athletes, aiding in both training as well as recovery. I personally am looking forward to a whole lot more recovery in my immediate future. Um, CBD can help with your anxiety, your sleep, overall mood stability, helping rejuvenate those muscles so that you can go back at it again. Check them out at VangaCBD.com and save 15% off with code BROCR. Absolutely. Great product, great people. Um, check them out, guys. If you've got any questions on it, reach out to us. Reach out to the team there. Uh, they will be mm-hmm. happy to get um, any feedback to you and understand the best way to incorporate this into your training regimen or out there on the course. Mm-hmm. So, Leah. Jacob. We raced this weekend. We Body did. Race. I did. I did. Not OCR. Um, no, no OCR. Boo hiss. I know. I know. Um, we've been lucky, though. Atlanta and the South seem to still be hanging on to some races. So I, I participated in a, a local um, trail race. Um, but as far as the sport goes, we had Savage Race put on another successful event down in Florida. You know, it's it's really, you know, kudos out to the team over there at Savage Race. And, um, you know, they, they've had a hard year. Um, you know, we've seen they've had to cancel some events, um, but mm-hmm. they've been putting on a few here before we really what we're seeing. I, I believe it's the second spike of the Corona, the, the, the COVID-19 virus here waves that we're yep. going to see when the weather starts chilling off here. But they were still able to pull off a great race there. Um, and we saw some great names there on the podium uh, with the regular race. VJ from the men's side, VJ Jones, Mark Batras and Air Force Ken taking one, two, three mm-hmm. um, for the women. And that was, you know, moving pretty fast, too. VJ knocked the whole thing out in 45 minutes. Um, yeah, and apparently it was a disaster of a shit show at the rig. Um, I heard the rig was rough. Did you did you see it? I saw the Yeah, I saw the video. How did you feel about that? I mean, goodness. Okay, so the, the two biggest game-changing pieces on this rig – was the very beginning and one and at the very end. The beginning forced you to do a lache, which yeah, we've not something seen. Something we don't see here a lot in the U.S. No, we see it all the time in, in these European videos. They show mm-hmm. these like race highlights of these people flying through the air. But here in, in America, we have not seen a true lache. Um, but this rig started with a lache and it ended with Savage's, you know, iconic cheese pieces so they yeah, had the, a pi- the piece queso. of queso yeah piece of queso so it's basically like a, a big giant rectangle with swiss cheese holes in it um and they had that hanging horizontally in the rig yeah. and it was hands only um and it's plastic and so people were cutting up their hands trying to get a grip and there was some give to it so it was bending and apparently like many an elite band was lost there this weekend well and then after that you once you got through all that you had to do 
the um, like what they did for oh, who was it that designed that one? Uh, the underdog thing from the Kimson brothers. Like you had to go under a net. Oh yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Right after the yeah after the case, so you had to go under a cargo net, under a vertical cargo net without letting While hanging touch the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No booties. Right. While your grip is already completely toasted. Absolutely. What do you think of that, Leah? How do you feel about? Do you think Lachey should be in a U.S. thing now? Should we start seeing Lachey's? I mean, this sport as a whole has evolved so much, and I. You know, I personally teeter on I, – I'm fearful of the sport turning to American Ninja Warrior and okay. too technical. Um, and, you know, and I think that, you know, when we start seeing some of these advanced elements, it, it does get a little bit harder. However, if we're going to continue to compete on an international, you know – forum like OCR World Championships and we're going against these Europeans that are lacheying and doing these crazy technical rigs and whatnot. You know, we almost are forced into it ourselves. Leah? Hmm. I think it's boo hockey. I think we need more of it. I think you're boo hockey right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we've been seeing some great innovation out there with the stuff like going back to the Kimpsons and the underdogs yep. last year. Um, they had the Oh, what was the under thing that they had from Force 5 last year? Um, you know what I'm talking about. It was blue. And oh, kind of like yeah, yeah. You shimmy up and you shimmy back down. Yeah. yeah, they just shimmy on top and then flip over and shimmy on the bottom. Exactly. I love that. Yeah, I mean, I like those kinds of things. And I definitely, I, I think what it boils down for me is mm-hmm. the direction that the sport was going prior to this COVID nonsense um, you know, it was so positive and it really seemed like the sport was really evolving and we were beginning to see specializations and Agreed. differentiations Agreed. between the different lengths and the different types of races. Because, you know, at the end of the day, a Spartan race is not the same thing as a Savage race. And Agreed. you can Agreed. see that just by the athletes and, and who excels at what. Mm-hmm. Um so it kind of makes me sad knowing with all of these shutdowns and everything, you know, the the steps back that the sport is going to be taking now. I, I think for me, and we're talking about sports and, and, and steps here. Okay, so for me, okay, so a lot of people were posting videos. I don't know if it was an actual obstacle, but there was an axe throw at Savage Oh, Races for real? Weekend. Yeah, there was an axe throw. Oh, I didn't see any of that. Yeah, um, a few different people posted videos of it. Um, weather was it on the there, course the or just in the festival area for fun? I don't know. I've not reached out to Derek Rosinski was one of the people that posted it. I need to message him and see, like, was that part of the race? I, I must have missed that. But things like that, and like the spear throw, I think are a right. bit gimmicky. Right. But I think okay. things like um, some of the ninja obstacles that we've seen, like I would say ninja-esque things like I would say Twister's kind of ninja-esque. Yeah. I would say Gibbons are Gibbon, very ninja-esque. Yeah. Um, I would the say Kraken. Kraken. Yeah. yeah. Um, things like that are very tech. Even like the nuclear ninja rings. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of where you do a house. Anything that kind of involves that housekeeping or like sketch. At right. OCRWC. Yep. I think that's, I think there's a balance to it. I think like. Yeah. Or even like Pegatron at Conquer the Gauntlet. Yep, agree. Like, what is what is the proper balance? And I think going back to like some OCRWC stuff there, where we see like a finish rate around sixty percent, is nice. But that's also mm-hmm. you have to understand that there's qualifications to get to that race, so you already right. had to qualify to get there. Um, right, I agree. So, in a in a regular race, I would say probably like maybe at least a forty percent completion rate. Um, for 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 all over for the day for some of those bigger things you know what I mean yeah yeah I I agree I think that I think the biggest problem that I have with the really really tough stuff is I would hate there to be any one particular obstacle that completely destroys the field or destroys somebody's race agree um I am a fan of penalties. Um, so long as the penalty fits the crime and it makes sense, you know, when, when you have races where you can get through the penalty just as quick or quicker than doing the obstacle, that's a problem. 
you know, I think that if you can't do the obstacle, you should do a hellacious beat you down penalty, but do it and move on. The the standing around backups for hours waiting in line, like that kind of stuff, to me, takes the R out of OCR. You know, like you're no longer racing at that point. You're just trying to get through something. Okay. That's and I think there's some merit to that too. You want to keep the show yeah. moving. Right, um, right. You don't wanna and we're gonna talk about that here in a few too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm keeping the show moving, but uh, anyway, finishing up on the women's oh, be- before I go on to the women's field, I will say they also had. Did you see the um? Did you see the new Gone Fishing obstacle? I did. Too? I did. How did you feel about that? I, I for me that falls into the gimmicky line. I agree. I think it's too gimmicky. I think it's too much of a wasted time and back. It feels for... like a carnival show. I agree. Like, like if, agree. If, if it feels like a carnival, let's get it out of here. <laughs> yeah, agree. I don't think it has any business being in the elite wave. Agreed, agreed. And that's kind of the, some, one of the things that I talked to about the guys at um, Highlander. There was a putt-putt yep. thing. I yep. said, you don't have that for the elites. Right. And they were like, oh, that's that's fair. Um, right. Finishing out the women's field here, Trigowski uh, took first for the women's uh, with a one-hour, 52-second time on that. Jamie, Jamie Horinopoulos. Op- Horin um, I'm sure I... That last name, uh, but Jamie, congrats! And then Tiffany Palmer rounding up for the women. We love you, yeah. Tiffany. We've not seen that name in a hot second because yeah. we've not been racing. But kudos to you, Tiffany. <laughs> yep. Um, and then Florida on... is is a unique venue for Savage because they also host on Sunday the Blitz Pro. It's the only venue that they do a pro blitz at. Yep. So then for the ladies there, you had Tiffany winning that one, Jamie coming in second, and then Jessica Shepard with third. For the fellas, turning out, um, big VJ Jones winning the Blitz. Mm-hmm. Uh, good for VJ. Um, VJ had a good weekend. Yeah, sounds like <laughs> it. And Savage uh, pays some decent purses. Like they it's do. The biggest payout for like a bigger race like that. Alvaro Vasquez with second, and uh, Nicholas Riker with with third place there. Uh, VJ had a good weekend though. Yeah. Um, sounds like it. I should talk to him about that and just see how he's doing, but yeah, good race. Great time. Um, the only one we heard about though, that we're a little worried about, we're wishing you a speedy recovery, Alexandra Walker. Yeah. Potential. I'm not sure if we have the final word on, but potential broken foot or ankle, um, from Savage. So rough one. Uh, we're wishing you a speedy recovery and back out there on your feet, girl. Um, no fun. No fun. Nope. Um, also, Ryan Woods was there. He was. And, and, and it's... Victor Quesadilla. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Victor Quesadilla was there, too. in my inbox again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's going back to what I kind of mentioned before, you know, seeing athletes excel in one area of the sport may not excel so much in other areas. You know, when you have top Spartan racers that we're used to seeing on the podiums relying mostly on their speed, um, coming to Savage and, and conquer the gauntlet and some of these more obstacle technical events. Um, you know, we're not seeing them so high up on the leaderboard in some cases because of how much harder these obstacles are. They are more technical. Um, there is some speed there, but it, you do have way more complex things like Twirly Bird or you know, mm-hmm. these rigs that are now getting some people out there. Um, yeah. I, I personally like that. I think that's adds a lot to it. But that's, for that's sure. me. I think um, there's a place for all of it. I really do. I think it's, you know, horses for courses. And, you know, you, you find what you as an athlete excel at and go with it. Fair enough. Fair enough. So this week, um, we're going to start doing a new regular thing, Leah. Yes, we are. It's off season. Nobody's yeah. racing. Uh, <laughs> we're waiting for announcements of things to happen. Um, but we're going to start pulling on weekly friends um, here yep. and just doing doing touch-ups and athlete spotlights because I miss my friends, Leah. Yep. Well, and not just the friends that we have, but the friends in this community that, Absolutely. you know, are, are starting either either – not even just pros, but people starting off in this sport and gaining traction or looking for training ideas or, you know, doing good things. We want to do a, a spotlight, an athlete spotlight to kind of showcase who our listeners are and 
and you know bring some attention to them. Absolutely. This week we brought on Kelly Sullivan. Kelly is an old buddy of mine. Um, are, have you ever actually hung out with Kelly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know I Kelly. Sure. Kelly Kelly's great. She's in the High Rock scene. She's a good gal. Um, finished 75 hard, whooped it. Um, and we talk a little bit about that. Um, and just kind of things we go through all as athletes and stuff. So without further ado, let's kick it on over. So I'm back here with Kelly Sullivan um, after what we both feel like has been a heck of a year. Kelly, how's it going? <laughs> it's going great. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing well. We're doing good. We're stressed. Um, mm. You know, it's numbers are starting to go up in my area. I am sure in you guys' area, too, with COVID and everything. It's just stressful. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just like the underlying theme of 2020. <laughs> Stress. Yes. Stress. Stress and virtual challenges. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> but you've done really well in the High Rocks uh, virtual challenge this year. Mm. You've done with some of their stuff, and we're competing regularly in High Rocks before that. Kelly, how's yes. how's life? What's going on with you, girl? Um, It's good. It's pretty busy, so work actually picked up for me, Um, so I've been working kind of nonstop, Yeah. kind of great, but and then just trying to find some sort of balance with training, with nutrition, with everything, because not having the motivation of races is a tough thing for me. Um, you know, like, I'm I'm the same way. If I don't have something on my calendar, I, I don't I don't I, do anything. <laughs> I get lazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely happened. That's so. that's definitely where I was at. And one of the things I wanted to talk to you today about was something that we both did, and Leah's done too. And we're going to kind of talk about like in me and Leah's portion is 75 hard and how you hit the do you were one of the people like the forerunners in this and came yeah. out early and did it crushed it <laughs> yeah i found out about it from i saw someone else doing it um my friend chris i saw him doing it and then a couple of my friends actually in the san francisco stadium or before that no yeah san francisco stadium last year okay. were like hey we're gonna do this we kind of want like a couple of us together to be accountable for it are you in and i'm like yeah, sure. Why not? I was like, that would be perfect for off season. We started December 1st. So it took us through the off season and it just seemed like we were just talking about it. It gave me the motivation. Oh, so you started in December. Yeah. I did it for last off season and finished up like my last day. Cause I did have one hiccup. So I had to restart. And okay. my last day was like right before Greek peak. So, okay. like, so what was your, okay. So first off, what was your hiccup? I got to ask the with work. So normally I travel for work. And okay. I had a day where I was working to work the full day and then was traveling back and my flight got delayed six hours. So I never got my outdoor in. Oh, that sucks. But it was day like 13. So we started over and the guys I was with, like they started over with me so we could all stay accountable. And it was it was it was nice. So well, that's good. And I, I really feel like that's one of the really good things. And it's, it was a bit different for me because like at the time things were going into COVID and yeah. I felt like things were like locked down for me and it was like, so I had a group of like here friends that we would all like message each other and just kind of hold each other accountable and cheer each other on. And it, that's important. Yeah, That's so important. And even people like that will reach out to me kind of like what you did too, saying like, Hey, I think I'm thinking about starting this. I'm like, I'm not starting again, but if you want to help, like if you need any help staying accountable, reach out to me. Cause I know just how big that was for me having yeah, people it's... to like just talk to. <laughs> and yeah. And just like buddies that get it. You know, because yes. it's and stuff it <laughs> well, like and so for me, I looked at it like like an ultra, like going into like an ultra beast or something. And yep. I kind of like tell people like, oh, you know, going that hard for that long. I said, well, you're going hard, but like kind of the way I look at it is like swimming. Because it's like you get you get your stride and you're like, <laughs> OK, here's what I'm doing. Here's where I'm kind of in the routine now because I'm a, I'm a creature yeah. of routine and like and every I morning boom get my kettlebell workout done <laughs> nice yeah that's that's what I'm struggling with now trying to get back into it because I do want to do, like restart it again um because it it was so beneficial for me and it and what you said like the routine it helped me build such a good routine and that just helps all around like mentally I felt so much better and that's what it, it's a big mental challenge so I think that's kind of how I felt too um the, the mental challenge but like it builds that those those habits mm -hmm. And that mm -hmm. was something I really did like from it. There are portions I thought of it, though, that were kind of vague. Um, like, I think, yeah. like, his, his, like, oh, you know, just stick to a diet. And you're like, well, what kind of diet? 
<laughs> yeah, that's kind of the biggest question I get from people that are doing it. And I kind of take it as they don't know, like he did it just as a challenge for himself. He doesn't know you and your eating habits and what you do. Mm-hmm. I was like, so just find something to stick to and stick to that. Yeah. And I, I guess there was a really good one. Somebody was talking about like what diets best, this or this or this. And I saw somebody on like one of the Facebook groups and the best answer I saw was like a diet that you can stick to. Exactly. And I, I think that for me was like that, that just rung true. I was like, yeah, I get that. Yeah. But and then, then, that's what I did. Like I didn't yeah. do a diet. They asked me like, I'll probably will be like, well, what diet did you do? I'm like, I, I ate the food that I normally eat. <laughs> I, I like, fueled my body. I fueled yeah, my body like, directly. I didn't eat shit for 75 days. <laughs> well, and it's so interesting too. So some people be like, oh, you know, that's, that's not good. But like, I feel like to thine own self be true here. Like, yes. Like you kept yourself accountable. You were focused for those 75 days and like food might not be your, your, um, like your, your curse. Like I talked to mm-hmm. so many people about this and like people that did it and what hit them hard. Like one of Leah's, two of them were candy and, yes. um, see, see, I don't have that. I do. I, <laughs> I, I do not like candy. She's, we've talked before about like, there's like this candy place or something in Atlanta. And I'm like my grandmother growing up was always trying like, let's make some, let's make some cake or some cupcakes. And I was like, I'm good, man. (laughs) No, I'm like staring at a bag of Smarties right now. Oh, see nothing. I got nothing. I like that has no point to me, but for me, it was alcohol. Well, I got Um, that too. (laughs) Yeah. I I like to drink. Well, I like good craft beer and, um, Oh, that's like the heavier stuff too. Exactly. I like good craft beer and I like bourbon. I'm in bourbon country here. So I'm, it's, I'm a whiskey girl. You're a whiskey girl. All right. But for me, like, I'm not going to lie. The first 14 days were rough in that. Yeah. Um, and that was I, one I'm of the reasons I did it. Too. Are you? Like I'm not beer, I'm cider, but that's all sugar. Same thing. So exactly. It's a sweet. So yeah, no, it, I, I feel you on that. That was tough. It, it blew me away on though, as soon as I cut that out of my diet and started drinking more water, one, how much I peed because you know, you're like a racehorse, but, <laughs> but for me, like I got into this ritual and I guess like we talk about habits like that. I had developed some habits that every night I like to go downstairs in my living room. Um, and I would have a glass of wine or a beer and mm-hmm. I'd watch Netflix for an hour or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just kind of like my routine. That was kind of my dance every, every week and night. That's what I was doing. Yeah. And I think the good thing for me was I developed new dances. Like one of the ones I love now is just slamming water. And then an hour before bed, I go to bed and I read. Mm, yeah. I need to get back on reading. <laughs> so what kind of good books did you read? Oh my gosh. I have to think I've read. <laughs> I'm in the middle of how bad do you want it? Okay. Um, Relentless was my first book, and that was, oh my god. Everybody's talked about Relentless and how good Relentless is. Did you read it? I've not. Please read it. Uh, Okay, (laughs) please read it. (laughs) Like, I now have that tattooed on me because of, like, how big of a tattoo that had on me. That was hilarious because, like, I saw you get the Relentless tattoo, and I follow you on Instagram and stuff. And I was, so our first, back in, like, 2014, my first OCR team was called Relentless here in the Midwest. Really? Yeah, and we were like, I was like, oh, mother, she knows something. So now you have to. Now you have to read it. It's, it's I such guess a good book. It's so, especially if you're, if you're competitive in any sense. Oh, I it's, am. It's, <laughs> I know. That's why I'm like, you need to read this. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. I CrossFit, too, so I read a bunch of the CrossFitters books. So I read Tia's book. I read Katrin's book. Um, oh, cool. I'm trying to think what else. I don't have them in front of me. So I'm trying to think offhand. <laughs> yeah. The big one, I think that really like the first one I got it back into, I'd read it once before, but it was one of those things like I really dug into it for the first time. And it was The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. Oh, um, I, I have that one. That's that's a good one. Um, and that was it's kind of like a mantra, just kind of like fulfilling, self-fulfilling, like you need to be running towards obstacles because that's how we grow. And Absolutely. it might look might look like different for other people. And that was, I kind of want to think like, like for me, like basically I started 75 hard after a really probably rough night of drinking. <laughs> and the next day I was just like, cause it was like around my birthday time. I was drinking some yeah. bourbon with a friend out in my front yard. Everything's been going COVID. We've all had fatigue from this stuff. And I was like, I'm just going to sit here and drink. And I woke up the next morning. I'm like, I need to get my shit together. <laughs> and, um, but for me, it was like, there was so many portions of it. Like, like, okay, 
being vague aside, being like, okay, you need to do one workout outside, which I, I get to like, like for me, it was a 75 days of self-discovery and growth. And I think Absolutely. like as an athlete, we, um, <laughs> I mean, look at Spartan race and what we've been doing for the last <laughs> uh, years now, right? How long have you been racing? Um, this would have been 10. Well, this little season that we had was year 10 for me. That's oh, so crazy. But it's like, we never stopped. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> and we were almost afraid to, because like we feel like we're falling behind at that point. Yeah. Um, so for you, what did this like to suddenly have like 75 days where you got to slow down and actually focus on yourself and your self-discovery and like your self-growth and like really refine it? Like what lessons did you learn? I... It's funny because a lot of it was stuff like, you know, those things that like you already know, but you just don't. You don't listen to. (laughs) Yeah, you don't listen to yourself about it. Like, I know I can push myself. I know that I'm crazy in the sense where I do push myself past my limits all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I learned a lot more of how to do it without like killing my body. And it's cool because, I mean, I have a whoop, too, so I've been, I looked at that data mm-hmm. the entire time. And it's awesome to see how during that time I was doing two workouts a day. I was ma- I was back on track with stretching, doing yoga, all the water and everything. Yeah, and the maintenance. Yeah. I think that entire time I was only red for recovery, like, twice. Really? Okay. Yeah, and people are like, well, how you're pushing yourself too much? Because even, like, Hyrox was during that, so I still... I still competed in high rocks a couple times, but that's indoors. So I still yeah, had that's your workout. workout. And we, yeah. that was my indoor workout, but we still went out and did an outdoor workout after. And people are like, no, you're pushing yourself too much. And I'm like, nah, like I'm an 80% recovery right now. I'm like, I feel good. And I and guess a lot it's of, like I, the thing for me, like so many friends that. were like, yeah, you can go like that. But it's like the second workout might look like a light jog outside. Yeah. It, and that, it that's might... what people don't realize. I'm like, there are some yeah. days where I just went on and walked. But I still got yeah. and moved for 45 minutes, which just makes your joints feel better. You like, yeah, you're breaking up lactic acid. You're working the stuff out of your muscles and bones, and yeah, getting ready to and sleep I, again. Yeah, or that, or like I took my yoga outside. Yeah, exactly. Totally fine. But then I got to like have the fresh air. Like it was cool. So for me, like some of the... that. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I was just gonna say like realizing that like I can do this every day. I don't need a rest day where I'm not doing anything, but like active recovery plays such a role in your body. I think that's like a big part for me too. Cause it's like, you can, okay. So I've thought a lot about this recently and kind of like Spartan trying to ramp up for the next year. Right. And who knows what 2021 is going to look like after this crap of a mm-hmm. <laughs> crap show yeah. year. But like, I've thought about a lot in the past like week about, cause this has been my week down. Um, yeah. So Spartan's got this like, lifestyle and this mantra that they're like you know okay we need to be you know we need to get super athletes and we need to get um you know like living the spartan lifestyle and stuff and for me the now the older i get and having a kid and stuff is like Mm -hmm. the spartan lifestyle for me is like for the longest time so many of us think about it's like racing every single weekend Uh you know what i mean (laughs) because we've all done it we've all Uh The only thing I know. <laughs> exactly. We, we, but we've like, it's, it's been our bread and butter for a long time. But I think that like, one of the things I really like about 75 is like, I don't need that finish line to help define my fitness or forward progression, I guess is a better way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Like I feel at the end of 75 hard, I felt in better shape than I did at the end of like 2015 and just like all around, like better, well-balanced as well. Yeah, I can honestly say that after 75 hard, I was, and I say was because of quarantine, but I was in the best shape of my life. Yeah, and I think mentally too for me, like that was. Yes, like even more so, like mentally over physically. Oh yeah, like, because it's just like I'm, I'm at peace. I felt like very like relaxed with things and like happy with where I was at and like just especially after everything with the meningitis because like that really messed me up big time. absolutely oh goodness so all right so we've made it through this now what are your big plans for next year where do you want to go as an athlete like after kind of going on this self-discovery bit 
anyway. What are you thinking? (laughs) (laughs) I can can echo on that. (laughs) I miss my friends. I miss people. Yeah. um, I mean, I I guess, too, it's kind of cool because I took, I did 75 hard until March and then Mm -hmm. quarantine started. So that was a whole nother set of self-discovery. Yeah. So like after that, like quarantine starts, like you're like, all right, well, what do I do now? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I can, I can be fully honest and transparent that I'm not near in the best shape of my life anymore, but like, that's fine. I've learned also to kind of just take it as it is. Like, I know this season was pretty much a wash and I don't need, like we were saying, like, I don't need to be as on top of everything. So, and I know work is crazy. So getting that balance of like, okay, let me put all my energy into work now since I don't have races coming up. Or I only have a couple, which is not going to be, like, I'm not going to go crazy, crazy for, like, one or two races. But um, finding that balance and now kind of shifting back now into, okay, now I'm getting serious again. So let's hop back on that train. But, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I'm think... gonna, I'm taking it as it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kind of going with the punches. I like that. Not, so for you me, can't really do anything else. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, one of the big things is that I'm going to be looking at differently is, one, like, giving myself the time now, mm-hmm. like to, to prep properly, but also knowing that like, this is a season and like, like, let's say I want to run a bunch of races. Cool. Like that's, that can be a season of my life for a little bit at the time. Um, yeah. that can be, or like, I want to do X, Y, or Z. Like that can be a small season of my life. And right now, like I went through the 75 hard season where I got to take some time where I got to do a lot of like self-discovery and like, I would say like more than anything for me, that self-discovery was like relearning how to, to kind of like sharpen my own sword. Like, Mm -hmm. and I can go back to that as the, one of the important lessons that I reminded myself of, like, that's, that's not a dead part of me. That's something I can revisit Yes. and it can look different every single time. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, that's something too, like, you were saying that you would just relax after this and whatnot. And I would also say like comfortable and confident, like, yeah, I'm not in the best shape right now, but like, I'm okay. You're cool with that. Yeah. I don't have to be like, oh my gosh, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. Um, Whereas I'm like in 2015, I, I felt like back. I needed to. Yes. Same. That was, that was 2018 for me. Cause that was like my best season mm-hmm. prior. Like, like I have to keep moving or I'm falling behind. Yes. And now I'm like, no, I could go take a walk. Like, I can take it yeah. easy today and just get get my workout and get moving. Like, making sure to still do that. I'm still training every day, but not to that. Not extent. relentlessly. <laughs> not. Yeah, that's that's definitely where I'm at right now. But I'm only one week off, so it's like I'm not gonna lie though. I'm having a rough. I had a really rough week last week, like because of just some emotional things, like some family stuff and like everything with mm-hmm. COVID. And then like, yeah. um, for me though, like I had like. And also, like, okay, this is going to be weird, but, like, did you have, like, weird hormonal stuff, like, because of chemical imbalances? <laughs> the tough like, thing, I, yeah, it was tough coming out of that routine. Exactly. Like, that's kind of where I'm at right now is, like, my body's like, okay, let's go run 10 miles every other day. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no. So, like, last week, like, before this, I was averaging probably 50 miles a week, and now I'm like, this week I did, like, 27 and my buddy's like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> yeah, I was confused. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Funny, that's so weird, because last week, I didn't run at all. Really? Okay. And, because I'm doing OCR stars, I did the mile time trial two weeks ago, my legs are still shot from that, I did the workout, I've been lifting heavier, because I'm- Did you do gripper chipper? Now. I did. What'd you think? I loved it. See, I get it, but like, man, 100 pounds for us guys, that in 10 minute time cap, that's rough shit. The first part goes quick, though. The first part does go quick. Uh, I didn't do I, it because like I just didn't have time this week. Yeah, sense. everybody's talking about the toast bars, how they're rough. Yeah, um, and, I, I didn't get time to do it this week. I'm, I'm in, and deadline was Saturday, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I'm out, but that's cool. Ain't no thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then knowing that this week is the six-mile time trial, I was like, and I did Savage over the weekend, so I was like, let me take a week to just kind of like, refocus focus on work get my legs back because my legs were shot from that mile oh sure <laughs> what was your time on your mile trials. six minutes flat 
Nice, nice. Yeah, I don't do time trials either. I got a 5:33. Nice. And I was I was feeling good, but I, like, but then for me, like it just I like dropped my hope because I saw other guys like crushing like sub sub fives, and I was like, man. <laughs> yeah, but it's <laughs> kind of see. Yeah, <laughs> but it's but it's like kind of one of those things like I know in 2015. Yeah. I would like 2015 Jacob would have fought for this and been like, no, I can make it up in this and I can do this. And then, oh, and yeah, like me right now, I'm like, I'm holding 20 extra pounds on me right now. I'm like, man, I'm <laughs> good. To... I'm okay. Yeah, but I'm, I also know I'm a CrossFitter. So I'm like, all right, I know I'll do better on this one. So. Exactly. And it's, it's up to every single person. But I guess like the cool thing I've had with this is like being okay with myself again for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Cool. Well, I don't want to keep you too much longer here, but Kelly, thank you so much for being on the cast this week. Of course. Like you said, I, I miss people. So. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to hitting the start line here. With Yeah, it's, it's good to catch up. Um, we'll talk soon. Absolutely. Leah, you are a reader. I am. I'm not. I'm not great at it. I, I, I like to. But what were some of the books that you went through in 75 Hard? Oh, goodness. I went through a lot. Um, I read, let's see. Okay, so instead of saying going through a lot, what did you get the most out of? Um, I would say the one book that's sticking out um, right now for me is um, Marie Forleo's Everything is Figure Outable. Um, that book was really grounding for me um, and helped me look at things in a different way. Um, you know, I've, I've made no qualms about discussing, you know, kind of having tendencies towards anxiety and, and feeling overwhelmed, especially in, in the world that we're living in now. Um, and just being able to take a step back and everything is figure outable, you know, looking at things and making a plan and um, it, it really helped me kind of attack my day. That's about good. you? Uh, nights for me, kind of, I talked with this a little bit about Kelly. Um, the Obstacle is the Way by uh, Ryan Holiday. Really, mm-hmm. really good one. I need to read his other pieces. Stillness is the Key and Ego is the Enemy. Those are like, those are Christmas list items for me, for mm-hmm. if anybody's mm-hmm. listening. But, <laughs> um, um, no, that was a really good one. And I cannot tell you, Leah, how much I got out of the four-hour body. Yeah, you've been talking about that one. I have been doing a lot of biohacking with some of the stuff. I've had people ask me, what is biohacking? Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I feel like I would love to pull on Ben Greenfield and just talk, like, just pick his brain now after doing so many things. But looking at, like, like blood chemistry and, like, what proteins your body can synthesize better because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Regionality and honey. To see like what if, if you're having honey that's locally from your region, are your allergies better? Yeah. Um, There's all kinds of honey like stuff out there now. That's like oh, yeah. a thing. And I think Hobie Call was actually the first athlete that I had heard really talking about honey. And uh, he says like I think he like I heard him on some podcast say some kind of just crazy like gallons of honey a month, like just crazy amounts of honey. So, yeah, I think I think there's a lot of benefit to that and just figuring out new stuff. Also, pine pollen was one of Hobie Call's big ones, mm-hmm. which is weird, too. Um, but, yeah, I've learned a lot on that, on testosterone boosting, on how good garlic is for you. Um, oh, we eat the hell out of some garlic, so that's good. <laughs> that's, but And some of the benefits to that. So for our body, I got a lot out of. Um, okay. So just just a lot of cool learning. And I, I'm really excited to see, like, with things maybe picking back up in 2021 a little bit, what, how, how that can benefit me as an athlete. Right. Makes sense. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, with, that, with that all being said, it was fun having Kelly on. Lee, we've got some other things we can talk about, though, today. What else do you want to talk about? Well, we can talk about right now. We have a schedule for the Spartan games on YouTube. Oh, that's right. We do. What's the first day of, of... Well, the first day is December 2nd. We've got episode one, December 9th, uh, episode two, December 16th, and then December 23rd. Um, you know, so that's one, two, three, Wednesday four there. Night. Wednesday, Wednesday nights, nights, baby. Woohoo. I know where I'm going to be. 
I'm going to sit. Yeah. <laughs> Are you pumped for this, really? Well, I mean, I'm going to watch it. I'm how long do you think they're going to be? Well, uh, let's see. How long were they? They were out there for, what, a week? They were there for like four or five days. Yeah. So, I mean, editing, I would imagine. And we knew we know there there was, what, ten events? There were ten there's, events. There's four episodes? Yeah. So, I would imagine they're going to be decently long. It's got to be like a half an hour, 45 minute long episode, right? I'm thinking at least an hour. Okay. Like, Me I just want to watch three. Hunter beat up some people. Which I would think, because they've got to introduce the people. you got to hear the Sappy's backstories and all that stuff. I want to cry about Hunter's backstory. <laughs> <laughs> and I want, I want like, there to be a truth or dare, and I want, like, in the end of it, somehow, like, they shave uh, Ken's mustache. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> goodness. Hey, he finally cut his hair, so. Yeah, um, work made him cut his hair. <laughs> right, right, right. His, regardless, the hair was cut. So, but yeah, that's coming oh, out. So that's something to look forward to. At that's least. something to look forward to. Um, definitely. I'm. God, we need something, right? Um, well, I mean, and dare I say, I don't want to get too far into it because we don't know anything more. Than oh, you want to? You want to get excited about something, Leah? Well, okay. I'm trying. Do I really see your ta- tail wagging over there? I, my tail is wagging. So. For people who are in the OCR world, you know what you know what hit me about this story? The what? fact that Battle Frog has been gone for so long that there is an entire generation of OCR racers that have never done a Battle no, Frog. Yeah, exactly. There's been these waves of people. Yes. That never like, saw it. Like I was thinking about Nicole Miracle yesterday. Yeah, she never did them, did she? Yeah, n- not that I know of. Uh, I mean, throw it if down she did, it was in the beginning, and right, right. So, so Battle Frog for the uh, OGs, I guess, of us. <laughs> Battle, the Frog Battle Frogs was amazing, <laughs> and was the first race based, not the very first, of course, but the main race that was here today, gone tomorrow, kind of thing. It was one and of those like they went out swinging, baby. <laughs> We we had events like I had signed up for an event that week and all of a sudden, ta-da, like we, we sponsored a, a football, a, a bowl game, Rose Bowl, and now we're out of business. So there's some very like there's crazy stories. So I, unresolved I'm, feelings about Battle Frog out there. I'm tempted to pull like Kevin Jones in, who is their CMO. So, yeah. OK, when, when everything started coming out yesterday, so it sounds like mm-hmm. they've got a date in Miami. Three dates in Miami. Three dates in Miami. Hot dates in Miami. <laughs> Miami Vice Battle Frog. Um, right. We uh, don't know who's behind it. We don't know really much of anything else. So I don't want to, you know, make well, too much speculation. But all we know is that it's coming back to some degree. To some we degree. We don't really know what the format of it is going to be. It's known as Battle Frog X now. Right. I'm sure that has something to do with names and rights and all that, but, and it's coming back to some degree in April and who knows? I know here's the thing. Like they're saying, like some of the obstacles are coming back and stuff. Like I know up there, uh, Marco Bernard Mm -hmm. from Northman race, he's got the rigs. Well, the the thing is, is all of that was sold off. Heidi Williams owns a Battle Frog rig. She owns a rig? Yes, a a Battle Frog one. So I knew that they sold some to, like, OC. Sold some to the guy here in Cincinnati who has, like, he was doing, like, the Urban Trials thing. Right, right. And then then the rest of it they put up for public whatever. Yeah, and then uh, Marco Bernard bought it from the Urban Trials guy for his Northman race. Right. And it's just like this, like long hand me down of like madness. Right. Oh, Pieces are everywhere. Who knows? But I'm not like frog. <laughs> I don't want to get too excited because, of course, while this is all happening, our world's imploding around us again. But yeah, numbers are up in Indiana. Like whoa. Yeah. But what a time to like relaunch a brand. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like this is not the time that I would be doing it, but. 
I'm not going to lie. If I have the opportunity to run a battle frog again, I'm so there. <laughs> I'll rip my hands up on a good rig. It's been a while since I I've... I love me some battle <laughs> it's, frog. It's been a while since I've questioned life decisions. It's... Yeah, battle frog is the original <laughs> stealer of souls races. Like, it, I, battle frog definitely changed the game when it came to mandatory completion races and like i remember brenna calvert back in the day like running mm-hmm. like oh, I'm, like but people were like trying to follow the battle frog series like they were spartan oh yeah and they were just beating the shit out of themselves oh yeah battle frog <laughs> was my first legit payout i i <sighs> you know raked up series points and i remember getting that check in the mail like i was one of those people i chased it all around i loved it Oh my God! Just beat shit out of yourself, yeah. though. Just yeah. So oh hopefully we'll get some more information soon, more tangible information, and as soon as we get some, we'll share it with y'all. Absolutely, we will do. We will absolutely do that. Um, last but not least this week, Leah, community mm-hmm. kudos. Oh, hold on, I gotta think. <laughs> you go first. I gotta, I gotta go first. Yes, you gotta go first. So I'm, I've got a really good one here this week. Okay. Um, I'm giving it to Sam Abbott. Oh, uh, Sam, okay. you've had a hard year, my friend. Um, mm-hmm. You've fought to keep those lights on over there at Savage, and you've done it. Like, you've made it out of this year. Congratulations. Uh, hopefully, bright futures are ahead for you guys at Savage Race. I desperately, Leah, want to see Savage Race at Hubie's place next year. Um, I can shock in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, well, I know um, they they have communication and they're in talks of it. So hopefully, maybe oh, we can God, make something that. happen. Like I want to go back over to Mad River Mountain. I and like for me in the Midwest here, I've had so many people ask me like, am I going to World's Toughest Mudder next year in Lotland? Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to go to Osara WC. Um, mm-hmm. and I really want like that to be kind of like one of my big year things. But if I was mm-hmm. to do WTM, I would focus mainly on that. But I really want to go to OCRWC. I'd love to go to Savage Race, Ohio, and then just help out some of the locals like I did this year. I had so much fun with that with you guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it for Sam. Congratulations on making it through this year. Uh, hopefully you have a bright future ahead of you and everything with Savage. You put on a heck of an event this weekend, and I can't see what you guys have in store for 2021. Leah, what you got? Hmm. <laughs> it's tough not being actively on the course to do something that I personally was affected by, but I'm going to go with Ashley Samples as Ashley my samples community kudos. All right. Um, she raced down at Savage Race this weekend, um, mm-hmm. had some issues on Saturday that involved going off course and, I know she had posted on Saturday and was just really defeated and really frustrated, um, but came back on Saturday and totally kicked butt in the blitz and did awesome. Um, but one of the things about her most recent post that really struck me was this off the cuff kind of comment that she had made about herself in a negative kind of way. Um, you know, putting down her arms is, is how it was how it was posted um mm-hmm. but because she was brave enough to put herself out there it sparked this huge conversation going back and forth amongst people commenting and you know discussing it and really just pointing out how easy it is that we can just put ourselves down and dismiss ourselves and our talents and our you know progress and how much of an effect that we truly do have on each other and it was just really awesome reading everybody chiming in on the discussion you know, on it. The discussion about what they find inspiring and, you know, what motivates them and, you know, taking ownership of, yeah, I feel that way about myself too. And it's just really nice to be able to see that some of these people that we look at like, oh my gosh, I wish I could be as fast as her or look as good as her or, or whatever, you know, also have the same kind of struggles that we all do. So Kudos to her to kind of opening that up and having that conversation. You know, we live in a time right now that is like the age of comparison. Mm-hmm. I feel like we are constantly comparing ourselves to X, Y, or Z. Like, look at this guy's time. Look at this guy's split. Yeah. This well, guy's... now with the, everything being digital, like we're forced into it even more. Yeah. And like we're and we're sitting at our at our homes, at our desks, mm-hmm. just looking at it day after day 
second after second. It's just right there in front of us all the time. It's right. it's a constant comparison, and we are our own crit- worst critics. Like oh, absolutely. Bottom line. For sure. So, and so, to, you know, to, it's like, and, and Kelly Sullivan herself has done a recent post, too, about, you know, struggling with her body. And, you know, we see it more and more often, but it's nice to be able to have these real open conversations. Absolutely. I just it's a good thing. And see, that's the kind of stuff that this community can bring out and talk mm-hmm. about that I love about OCR, that it's like For you're sure. not alone. It doesn't take very it does not take you long covered in mud under barbed wire to look across the yard and see somebody else hurting too. Yep. Um, I, that's, that's what I love about this community. And that's, that's all I got this week, Leah. I think that's about it. I've got a fun idea for an episode here soon. Oh yeah. Yeah. I want to do like you and me top items of 2020, like that help you get through weird shit or like you purchased. Okay. Like, I think that needs to be a regular one we need to do. And also, we've got an episode coming up where we're going to do the infamous State of the Union. Yep, yep. <laughs> we did it last year. You guys really liked it. The State yep. of OCR in 2020, because let me tell you, things are going to look different in 2021, I have a feeling. For um, sure. So. so that's all we've got this week. Um, as always, like, subscribe, uh, check us out, uh, leave us a review. Um, and talk to us if there's one, people you want to see on here or things you want to talk about or mm-hmm. chat, hit us up. If We're there's an athlete you want us to showcase for that athlete spotlight, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk to him. We'll bring him on here and yell at him for a while. Um, <laughs> but until next week, I'm Jacob Bosecker. And I'm Leah Hensley. We will catch you out there. See you guys. This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs too. Want to be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So, thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.